In today's program, we speak with some folks who make and fit a special kind of solar panel. They tell us what they're made of, what's special about them, and they also offer some smart ideas for using solar energy. You're listening to The Science Show on Cambridge 105. In this section called Scientists at Work, we talk to people who, for some reason or another, find themselves working, researching or thinking about science in Cambridge, England. Fellow scientist Chris Kreese. Hi all. Well, first I got to learn more about cutting-edge solar technology for our homes, developed and applied right here in Cambridge. I sat down with Pete McEwen, director of Sir Nuno's Homes, and Hamish Watson, director of Polysolar, to find out more. And I started by asking Pete what Sir Nuno's does here in Cambridge. We originally started life as a building company, uh, but tried to build energy-efficient homes, which led us into installing heat pumps and solar panels and similar technologies, along with insulation. So we primarily provide services to domestic users, in retrofitting solar panels and refurbishments and new build houses. Wonderful. So what got you interested in alternative energy? Um, Basically rising fuel prices in Brazil, Russia, India and China. Um, We've always seen that rising demand for energy irrespective of supply issues will raise the price. And I've always thought that in the UK with our high energy consuming houses we're sort of stumbling into mass fuel poverty almost uh, by not addressing these issues sooner rather than later. And what are you offering to consumers here in Cambridge? Um, We offer a um, very good value service, um, professional uh, installations of solar panels and heat pumps, which can produce an income from your home. So you're basically turning a cost, which is your energy bills, into something that you can actually make money out of. And not to mention the fact that you sell a unique panel from ourselves. We do indeed. (laughs) Excellent. And I'm definitely going to ask you about those more in a minute. (laughs) Very good point. So why don't we talk first about the basics of solar energy so we're all on the same page. So Mm -hmm. how would you explain how we can actually capture solar energy from these solar panels? Okay, on a very basic level, solar panels, or their technical term is uh, photovoltaics, um, which is a translation of sun and electricity. Um, And basically, as a single... Um, semiconductor. They are capturing sunlight and converting it to electricity immediately. Most uh, solar panels that you see on the roof of houses today are made from silicon wafers where you grow a crystal um, and you slice that crystal into wafers to make the semiconductor. We actually manufacture a different type of technology which is based on a powdered silicon and that works differently um, to the conventional silicon, but in the same basic principles. And you call that amorphous silicon? And we call it amorphous silicon, yes, okay. that's right. Thin film is the more <laughs> common trading name for it. Right, the thin film technology. And what's the benefit technology. of that? The advantage of thin film technology is, one, it uses less of the raw material, so it's intrinsically cheaper to manufacture. Um, but it also has other advantages, uh, which is what we utilise it for, which is to make it transparent. So it actually lets some of the sunlight through while still generating electricity and therefore has an application in windows. So what's an example of an installation where we might want that? Um, Well, we manufacture a range of domestic greenhouses alongside commercial greenhouses as well. Um, But the domestic greenhouse actually has not only the benefit of generating electricity without having to put panels on your roof, but amorphous silicon works at low light levels. So it works 
more in the British climate, um, and in, <laughs> therefore is less position dependent. It also um, works at higher voltage, which is, provides you with system, fewer system losses, but equally actually avoids the shading issues that you get with conventional solar panels. So if one solar panel is shaded, the string is then not working. With our technology, because it's high voltage, you link in parallel, and therefore you don't get that domino effect. Mm, some very nice benefits. Okay, well, we'll come back to that to find out more about it. And I think Polysolar, you guys have actually developed what you call the world's first... Truly transparent glass soda greenhouse, yes. Brilliant. Um, and we are selling that around the world currently. Um, has multiple advantages because it actually improves the plant growth. So surprisingly, even though it's taking out some of the light, it actually enhances the plant condition because it's letting through the red light, which is used in photosynthesis, making plants grow and utilises the blue light at the end of the spectrum. But it has other advantages, like cutting out UV light, which scorches plants, and what causes sunburn on the human being, because it's the equivalent on a plant, but lets through the heat as a greenhouse. But because it has a conductive coating in it, it also reflects the heat. And so that means that the greenhouse actually maintains a more consistent temperature, so you don't get the highs and lows that you get in a conventional greenhouse. Wonderful. So you'll have happier tomatoes and other plants? Happier tomatoes (laughs) and you're powering your home at the same time. Brilliant. I love it. Okay, now, Pete, you install these solar panels from Polysolar. We do, yes. Correct. And you also have another system that you were really excited about that you want to tell us about, Uh, Immersun. The Immersun is the first in a range of products which have been developed, um, which allow us to sort of capture the energy we produce on our houses rather than what people have done in the past, which is just let it feed back to the grid. Twelve months ago, the solar power, solar panel world was all about turning houses into mini power stations, whereas now it's more about generating your own power for your own consumption. The Emerson works by allowing us to divert excess electricity into your hot water tank so that you can get free hot water pretty much most of the summer and even in the winter if the sun shines. That sounds like a much better solar shower than the one I take camping. It certainly is, yes. Um, We find that that will be the way that the market moves forward for some of the residential users. Is It's about keeping the power in-house and using it rather than shipping it back. Yes, okay. And so I imagine that at certain times um, there's excess solar energy... And so there's a spike in electricity that's being produced. But what do you do with all this excess energy aside from shunting it into the heater? Are there other options, do you think, that will be available in the future? In the future, there will be. And the Germans are now starting to have a problem because they've got so much more solar power than we have that on bright, sunny days, they're actually producing too much electricity. Um, We've been asked by one of our suppliers to test a product that will have controlled up to nine devices, and I think eventually we will come to the point where we have a smarter house. There's a scheme being developed in Jersey which is encouraging people to reduce their power consumption by turning off the freezer automatically when there's a power shortage, and perhaps over-freezing the food when there's a power excess. And we see that that will become more widespread, the intelligent appliances that can charge themselves up or power themselves down, depending on the amount of electricity you have circulating off your roof. Uh, another area that we actually use our panels in is, is uh, carports. Um, so you're putting on a glass roof on your carport, uh, and that is then powering an electric car. And the advantage there is that you're powering the electric car while it's sunny, and utilising it from the grid when you don't have that power available to you. 
but it's actually potentially a major storage system because you've already got the cost of the battery sitting in your drive and therefore you're utilising that in ultimately to power your home. Yep, electric scooters are another popular thing that you see around Cambridge now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Electric bikes and things like that that will work off of, yeah, off of the sunlight. So presumably that could be applied to send this electricity to rechargeable batteries to then power LED lights and other Eventually, things in the house Eventually, yes. Too. I think we're still a few years off of that sort of... Yeah. We, we do actually work with a company which does um, mobile systems for places where they don't have electricity on site. Um, in which it has the battery and the solar panels and you lay it out from a container as a complete kit. And we're selling those sorts of systems into places like the Middle East and Africa where they don't actually have that mains power, but so they're using batteries. Mm. Batteries, however, are expensive, which is really why they're not used as the major storage point today. I think the development of electric cars will help with that because they should drive down the prices of the batteries and hopefully increase the lifespans of them too. So perhaps in five years being able to power your house off a battery may become a reality. That's definitely something to look forward to and to watch. So tell us more about these polysolar panels because there are some big advantages compared to other solar panels on the market. Yeah. Um, The great advantage really of the current solar panel is one is is the aesthetics. It's a much more attractive looking panel. Our current um, technology has a brown tint to it because it's actually taking out the blue light spectrum but letting through the red, which is why it's red, the same reason that plants are green, because they don't use the green light. But we are actually developing a completely clear, transparent um, glass based on the next generation of photovoltaic technologies based on plastics. The current product, however, also has the advantage of also having a high yield in this country. So... Over a year, you're generating somewhere in the region of 25 to 30% higher yield in the United Kingdom than you do out of conventional solar panels for the same peak wattage. That's very interesting. And let's talk about the efficiency for a moment there. So I know that commercial products right now, they tend to have about 21% efficiency. Or another way that we can measure the efficiency of a solar panel is looking at the energy density, which is just the peak power output divided by the surface area. So it's commonly expressed, for example, in watts per square foot. And most of the efficient mass-produced solar panels today are putting out energy density values, I think, greater than 140 watts per meter squared. And I noticed that at polysolar, the maximum efficiency is about 8% or 70 watts per meter squared. And this sounds like it's a lower efficiency than other mass-produced panels, but there are some benefits. Yeah, the, the important thing to understand on efficiency is that if you've got a very small area, and you want as much power out of it, then it makes sense to go with the highest efficiency panels. However, the the issue really is what actual energy yield you get out of that over a year. Um, All solar panels are measured on the same basis, which is 1,000 watts per square metre of light shining upon a single cell, and they're measured on that basis, and that's what they're sold as in terms of their peak wattage. But the reality is that some solar panels work at lower light levels, And if you're therefore working at a lower light level, you're better suited to a climate which has a lower angle of sun. Uh, And so the UK is ideal for solar panels which have a higher efficiency over a year than they do on their peak wattage. Yeah, for the end user, it's all about the yield rather than the actual peak power, which really counts as how how many kilowatt hours do you get back per year. Yes, and so these can generate power from both sides of the panel as well, is that correct? Yeah, that's another unique 
benefit of our transparent panels is that they um, are collecting light from both sides. Um, and so in certain applications, like a balustrade, we put them into balustrades. If you imagine a balustrade being east and west, you're getting twice as much sunlight as you would with one just facing one direction. And therefore, you can actually increase the yield up to around about 60%, just on the basis of having both sides working. Wonderful. Collecting the ambient light rather than the direct sunlight. Right, and you could also take advantage of the reflected light or artificial light in a greenhouse or something. Exactly. So what about thin film solar technologies in general? Because you guys decided to go with the amorphous silicon, but there are other materials that are available. And I think actually the cadmium telluride has a much higher efficiency generally, but you must have a reason for having gone with the amorphous silicon. Yeah, I mean, cadmium telluride is problematic because it is a very dangerous toxic material. Um, Now, normally it would have been banned under EU law, um, but it seems to have managed to get past that. (laughs) Um, The reality is you have a long time to deal with it in the future and you don't want another asbestos-type situation. Amorphous silicon is readily available. It's the world's naturally most most occurring material. Um, And it doesn't have any other toxic materials in there. We also uniquely use a transparent conductive layer on the glass, um, which equally is not one of the rare metals. So we're not reliant on the Chinese supplying a rare metal for the future. We can produce that now. And so that's a lot of the reason we've gone with amorphous silicon. However, we also, as I said, are developing the next generation based on uh, organic um, polymers, as they're known as, because that offers the opportunity of doing wet deposition. So you just print the cells and you can create complete transparency and colourless. It's a man-made material, so you can manipulate it to do what you want it to do rather than doing what it naturally does. Right, and you can also put that on to semi-flexible materials, so there's more flexibility in building. You can. um, To be honest, we only focus on glass because glass to be honest is not only is it a well-established building material um, but it is about the only material which is actually a hermetic seal Um, one of the disadvantages of uh, organic polymers is that they're very susceptible to oxygen and moisture and therefore we have to create a completely hermetic seal to our units but the advantage of that is you get a double glazed system as one system which actually has a higher thermal performance benefit than conventional glazing So you get both the energy savings as well as the energy generation for no loss in architectural aesthetics. Right, some very important points there for homeowners. So although the cadmium telluride costs about 30% less than the amorphous silicon, you're actually getting something that's not toxic, so you don't have to worry about poisoning yourself or the environment. It's naturally very abundant, so we're not worried about that running out anytime soon. And it has those benefits that you mentioned in terms of construction and the flexibility there. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, there's really only one manufacturer in the world of the cadmium telluride, and they don't actually sell into the domestic market anymore. So even if you wanted it, it would be hard to get hold of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's one of the things that we see as an installer, the big sort of differences now in the PV market, is that it's going to be about building, integrating it, using it in the fabric of buildings as opposed to putting it onto people's roofs at a later date. And that's one of the reasons why we work with Polysolar is to look at projects where we can put it into our houses as part of the structure. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the fundamentals of our business are built around it being a building material, primarily, and the energy generator secondary. And the reason for that is that with the decline in feed-in tariffs, um, the government subsidy um, for energy generation, 
It needs to perform more than just that single function of power. It needs to be a building material. And as a building material, it can be a comparative cost to cladding your building with a, a composite panel. Um, our actual installed cost for our uh, facade systems is exactly the same as a composite panel. And therefore you're getting both the benefits of the energy saving, the energy generation, and the same cost. And for architectures and designers, the building regs are enforcing more energy efficiency in buildings through what they call the PAR-L regulations. And a product such as polysolar panel allows you to achieve those requirements without sticking solar panels up on the roof, as many architects currently do. Very good point. So if you're interested in looking at solar energy for your mm -hmm. home, we'll put links up on our website to both Polysolar and Cernunos, yeah. and people can contact you to find out more about what they can do for Certainly their home. Can. Certainly, yeah. and we're both very happy to work with anybody who's interested in finding out more. Yeah. Of everything, what would yeah. you say is the most important take-home message? Um, to design these things into your house. Um, as a builder, we approach things with what is called the fabric first which is to look at the structure of a building, make sure it's energy efficient, and to, where possible, use materials that will enhance the energy efficiency, but also look good and um, improve your financial situation in terms of paying your bills. And I think from our perspective, it's the multifunctionality um, that's vital. It's being able to do with one product multiple things. Um, and power generation is just one of those, as I said, power saving, but you're also getting the waterproofing membranes, etc., etc., that you want. Once you're doing that, it's actually cheaper at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much, Pete and Mumish, for sitting down with Cambridge 105 Science Radio today. It was lovely to talk to you. Pleasure. Pleasure. Very interesting, guys, and very interesting, Chris. Thanks. We're going to be posting links to Sir Nunos Homes and Polysona on our website in case you want to find out more. Although we might say solar panels are green. Uh, do you know that the government has fixed it so that they're better value than they really are? The energy companies are forced to buy back solar energy at a high price. So when I see a neighbour with solar panels, I think, hmm, maybe I'm paying for that. Hmm, that's an interesting point, Roger. It's actually the same for farmers and food crops because the government provides subsidies for quite a few different things. I think the idea is that once alternative energy becomes more mainstream, production will become more efficient and drive prices down so the subsidies won't be needed anymore. Anyway, it's worth considering to see if solar energy is right for you. That's pretty much all for today's show. Scientists at Work is made by the Science Show team on Community Radio Cambridge 105. You can also find past episodes on the website www.cambridge105.fm You can also subscribe to future podcasts with the iTunes store. You can get in touch with us on the email science at cambridge105.fm or on Twitter at 105science. Till next time, it's bye from the Science Show team of Roger Frost and Chris Kreese. You're listening to The Science Show on Cambridge 105. <laughs>